Welcome to another... Oh, God. I've goofed it again. I've goofed it again. I don't... I'm supposed to not redo this one. Welcome to another episode of the Battle Science Podcast, the Pokemon Go PvP podcast where we talk about... Uh, Go Battle League and Sulf Arena and all things Pokemon Go Battle related. Did I get it right? I think I got it right. We've only been doing it for a year. Nailed it. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> uh, let's see. We have a show for you this week. Uh, and what's the date of that show? Uh, we are recording this on September 22nd, 2020. Uh, this will go out to podcast services on the 25th of September. We are vast, vastly approaching October. Music's too loud. I will... Uh, I have no way to fix that right now, uh, but I will look into that. <laughs> if the um, audio is too loud and we're too quiet, there's other issue things. I had to do some adjustments. I had a stream job that I had to do on Thursday, so if settings are weird, that's probably why. Um, For those who are just tuning in, who are we? Uh, I am one of your hosts, Stephen, a.k.a. A Boy in the Woods, and joining me as always is Jesse, a.k.a. Rocket Admin J. I am here. If you encounter us in Go Battle League or in a um, Sylph Arena remote tournament, uh, feel free to, to screenshot and tag us on Twitter or what have you. And where can they find us on Twitter? Uh, at Battle underscore Science on Twitter. Huzzah. Wow. I'm like teeing. I, I'm, we're like teeing it up here and knocking it out of the park here. We're just <laughs> success. <laughs> what i'm here for we're professionals <laughs> professionals <laughs> professionals huh uh disparaging welcome everyone to another episode though if you're listening on the podcast everybody that's here live in chat thanks for joining us uh we've got stuff for you uh mix of good stuff not necessarily bad stuff but some like underwhelming stuff but that's pokemon go in a nutshell <laughs> right well well i mean you you, <laughs> you and enough. i yeah yeah we'll get there uh going on right now like started this morning uh as of recording yeah 8 a.m <laughs> um september 22nd through september 28th the mega buddy event uh large uh large sized pokemon in the wild and in raids are more common um Let's see. 12-hour Mega Evolutions and Poffin Durations. Oh, I did not read that. That is awesome. Maybe that should be... I don't know how it is normally. I feel like that would be really good tomorrow for Raid Hour. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, granted, four hours, it still would have worked too, but... Yeah. (laughs) The 12-hour Mega Evolution should honestly... It should either be 6 or 12, just period. It should always be that. It'd be great for days we have the Rocket events. Yes. Um... Let's see. Uh, get Mega Energy for Venusaur, Charizard, and Blastoise in, and increased Mega Energy for Beedrill from Field Research. So do the Field Research. That's cool. Um, mega Mega Pokemon as Go Snapshot Surprise one time a day. So, Does that... One time a day, Pokemon Mega Pokemon are photobombing you. Yes. You can either be taking a picture of your buddy or be taking a picture of your just an AR encounter. Um, what happens is I had a Charizard X pop up in my photo this morning, 
And then what it does is after you take the picture and go back to the overworld, it pops whatever the base form of that mega would be. So in my case, I found a wild Charizard. So they the the photobombed mega, its base form shows up in what's it called? On the map. On the map. Okay. And you can catch it. Awesome. But that's only once a day. Right. And the encounter is completely random. And it's from a pool of Charizard, Blastoise, Venusaur, Pidgeot, and I think Beedrill, but I haven't seen Beedrill reported. Okay. Uh, we've got a new shiny here. Doduo and Dodrio uh, are now available. They are lime green, or I guess key lime green, like key lime pie green. Another green limes, shiny. Yeah, limes are <laughs> limes are a little deeper green, I think. Interestingly enough, it actually kind of looks like the shiny variant of uh, Natu and Zatu. Mm. Maybe kiwi, maybe kiwi green. I think that works. For comparing, uh, no it... new attacks for it though, so yeah. just the shinies out. Uh, as useless. far as relevance goes for PvP, I actually looked it up today because I was interested to in some of the reworks we've been getting lately. It's a niche pick. It's it's a bird. Kind of flies. It just runs real fast. You know, got to go fast like Sonic. But as far as usability and viability, this is a good chance to, if you don't already have one for your Pokedex, if you don't have a Dodrio for your Pokedex, for us personally here in the Pacific Northwest, this isn't a very common spawn. So it's a good chance to stock up on candy or maybe potentially find a good Great League one because Dodrio doesn't get much better outside of Ultra and it doesn't even bother in Masters. Yeah. Like uh, quite a handful of other Pokemon, just doesn't get there. Yeah. Uh, some things that could change in the future on it. It is a potential viable for Tri Attack. It does learn it in the main series games. It doesn't currently have it, but it could get it. So that's something to consider. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we mentioned before the podcast started, it also can learn Drill Peck, but it currently doesn't have it in Pogo. Giving it drill pack necessarily wouldn't make it that much greater because its fast moves are kind of lackluster. Yeah. It's got pursuit, and I want to say either peck or air slash. Ooh, what if peck was a flying counter? It might be better, yeah. Yeah. The... But then things like Combuskin would have it. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> make Combuskin relevant. <laughs> But yeah, if you're looking for a shiny green burb, there it is. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. We've talked about flying uh flying types needing some some extra extra help here at some point. Yeah. Um actually, we haven't talked about I Gust isn't on our list as far as what we talk about too. So, I'll I'll bring that up uh bring that up later. Um Timed research. Complete the timed research during this event to unlock an exclusive timed research during the Halloween event featuring Mega Gengar. Um, no one's surprised that that's coming, but it's interesting. For Halloween, that'll probably be our, one of our featured Megas. Yeah, it's interesting that that's uh, timed research, but it's also we have to unlock it. I don't know. I, it, I think this is their incentive to get to people to play the game. Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. It seems, I don't know seems a little odd so for performance wise for people that aren't familiar with mega gengar uh one of my favorites in poke tournament but its ability is kind of what really makes it unique in the main series games it uh 
correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's levitate. I'm going to Google it again really quick. Just I want to sure. say yes. One of its base abilities is levitate. Shadow tag. Sorry, it's shadow oh, tag. Oh, right, right, right. Which in the main series games prevents Pokemon from swapping. Yeah, it gets weird. But in the main series games as well, it was a very good Pokemon as far as Megas were concerned. It had incredible speed, special attack, but, you know, not to mention one of the coolest looking shinies. Do yourself a favor and Google Mega Shiny Gengar. It is probably one of the sickest. You want to pull that up here for our people uh, watching it live? I can do that. One of the sickest looking shiny Megas that I can remember. But as far as Gengar goes, we have we had our community day, so you had options there. Plus, it's usually one of the most common spawns for the make three great throws reward. So if you're still looking for one, that's one you can pick up and hopefully find some. Plus, it's always around for Halloween, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see it again. So, uh, I'm trying to find just a picture and not a video, and it's being a little bit of a bear. That... Search for PNG. I don't want. Let's see. Can I view image? Google's ah, Google's updated their stuff. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, it's a sick image. looking shiny. Here tab. we go. Open image in new tab, and we drag it over here. There you go. Mega Gengar sprite versus Mega Shiny Gengar. Um, so it goes from the um, purple to a white. Casper uh, the ghost. <laughs> Yeah, or boo. Yeah. Um, so that one of uh, Proto Man's favorites. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I think with its without its ability, uh, I don't want to say it'll be lackluster, but it it'll be interesting considering Gengar's. I don't think it'll be better than Giratina. Is the problem? Okay. Gengar in and of itself is. I don't want to say it's a one trick pony. It's incredibly spammy. Um. But it really doesn't have a whole lot of. Uh, uh, it really doesn't um, perform incredibly well. So we'll just have to wait and see how it's handled as a mega, though. Yeah, we'll see if it's what its um, if its bulk goes up or or what the deal is. So um, yeah, it might perform interest. It should probably perform interestingly in Master Premiere. So yeah, if I, it should get higher so yeah master premiere should be pretty interesting um but that also is incorporating as we get megas and go battle eventually that's true that is true uh the mega buddy event has boosted spawns of doduo uh, alolan executor i'm gonna try and not say uh in between every single one pincer <laughs> lapras norlax um for it for it uh wabafet arbok mantine mantine Skarmory, Hitmon Lee, Hitmon Chan, uh, Dunsparce, Onyx, Whalmer, and uh, oh god, we were talking about this the other night. Um, Hariyama. Hariyama. Um, so uh, interesting that we have some evolutions here. We don't have any any evolutions. I guess Alolan uh, Alolan Executor is the only one that we've seen 
has been able to be shiny beforehand because you can't evolve and execute into an Alolan Executor. So Correct. the only evolution here that'll spawn with its shiny uh, Arbok, Hariyama, Mantine, or no, Mantine's shiny hasn't, uh, Mantike's shiny hasn't even come out. So, nope. Um, Good chance to stock up on stuff. Most of these are really relevant to PvP as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's an well, interesting. Uh, Dunce, Dunsparce is reasonable in this next upcoming Sylph Cup. Um, mm -hmm. Or at least it's. Uh, the memes are making it look like it's reasonable here. <laughs> um, trying to see. Manting and Skarmory both very relevant. Yep. Uh, Steelix, I don't think, really performs well in Not this one. Not necessarily, but think... overall, Steelix is still something good to have if you don't have one. Yeah. And then the rest are usually. Uh... And that, again, you don't have to get these just for Great League. These can be used. Some of these can be used in Ultra. Oh, that's true. Snorlax is going to be one you want. You might want to look out for. Well, uh, Wild spawning Lapras. Go look for those. Those are going to be super. They will helpful. not have the legacy, but if you get a good enough one, it's... it might be worth an Elite TM. Yeah. And at this point, uh, quite a number of opportunities to get Elite TMs have have come uh -huh. around. Um, either by purchasing the box or um, the community boxes or the uh, Go Battle League seasonal rewards. So, yeah. All right. I think that's it for the Mega Buddy event, unless I'm missing anything. Jesse, you got anything else for that one? I think it's a good opportunity for people to stock up on these Pokemon. I know for me personally, I'm going to be looking for Wobbuffet. I'm going to be looking for a better Lapras. I'm always down to catch more Snorlax. And I do want to get, I'm still looking for a shiny Dunsparce. I don't have that one. And I'm always up for more Pinsir because Pinsir is one of my favorite bug types in this game. As far as Pogo goes, I've had a perfect one for almost three years now. And it's always been one of my best like anti-rocket battlers. Mm -hmm. It's been great for all the legendary psychic bosses. That's just personally me though. Um, if I had to make recommendations, obviously, if you're into PvP and Sylph Arena, Mantine, Skarmory, Onyx is really decent. Pinsir is actually catching people off guard because it did recently get close combat, and close combat got the rework. Fury Cutter is also really good for gaining energy. It does have Excessor. It does have really good spam. Um, Wobbuffet is more of a cheese pick. Uh, if you don't have a shiny Wobbuffet, this is also a good chance to get that. Yeah. Uh, Whalmer. Go get your Thanos. Yep. You know, the joke. Wailord has um, yet Hitmon to be Chan relevant. And Hitmon Lee. If Hitmon Lee in some point in the future gets Blaze Kick, I think it could be really good. Hitmon Chan, as it stands, though, is kind of a niche pick for Great League, and they don't really cut it in Ultra. But the nice thing about Hitmon Chan is it does have access to Fire Punch, Thunder Punch, Ice Punch, and Power Up Punch along with counters a fast move. So if you don't have a really good Machamp, Hitmonchan can be a very fun catch people off guard because they have to guess what moves you have. And I've always kind of liked Hitmonchan in Great League as a, a front runner because if you run it as a lead, you could potentially bait out shields. Uh, Not to mention Galarian Sunfisk's a thing and it beats it. Yep. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yep. We'll move on to the next piece of news here. Um, this was announced 
yesterday on PokemonGoLive.com. Have fun with the Longchamp uh, cross Pokemon collaboration arriving soon in stores and in Pokemon Go. Uh, trainers, in celebration of the exciting accessories coming out of the collaboration event between the Pokemon Company and Longchamp Paris, as well as the beginning of Paris Fashion Week, we're proud to announce that a new Avatar backpack accessory will item will be available in Pokemon Go. That's not all. Some fashionable Pokemon will be appearing in the wild, challenging trainers and raids, and hatching from eggs, too. Uh, this is from Friday, October 2nd at 8 a.m. to Thursday, October 8th uh, at 10 p.m. Uh, that's Pacific, PDT. Um, all right, who's ready for the unexciting news here at the top of the list of features? <laughs> Special Pokemon wearing costumes will be appearing during the event. If this follows the trend of any other event Pokemon that wear costumes, it means they can't evolve. So we have to wait and see if this event changes that trend or if it continues that trend. Um, I'm going to be on the side that says it continues it. I would be very surprised if Niantic changes at this point. Um, so Smoochum that hatched from 7k eggs during this time will appear wearing a bow. I imagine they won't evolve. And none of the babies, babies are relevant, so... Curlia wearing a top hat will be appearing in raids. They'll also know the move Draining Kiss. Curlia... Which has been in the game for a while. Apparently I was wrong about that in our Discord. Uh -huh. um, not a great move. It's kind of on par with Body Slam, but a little bit less damage. Um, also, Curlia is completely and totally irrelevant in Great League and does not get any higher. How's so... it going, Battle Ram? Um... But to be fair, if this does kick that trend, I would totally rock a Gallade and Gardevoir with a top hat. Top hats, yeah. Um, no word on if Draining Kiss will move up to Gardevoir or Gallade. True. Uh, Shinx wearing a top hat will be appearing in raids. Shinx is still, has still egg in raid only. It has not been released in the wild. Um, I might just catch one of those because I think that looks cute. Uh, high fives, everybody. Uh, Shinx Gang is stuck. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's a good chance to stock up on candy. <laughs> I I guess, but they've been pretty consistent in raids, so This I don't next know. one I'm excited for. Krogrunk wearing a backwards cap will appear in Go Snapshot as a surprise encounter. They may also rarely appear in the wild. Um, that's cool i guess but um uh will it evolve Again, probably not evolve. yeah yeah uh the following pokemon will be appearing in the wild mareep skitty roselia krikatok krogunk krogunk wearing a backwards cap blitzel cottony mincina or mincino gothita excuse me and more i drink water now i'm, I'm excited for more um, i've never heard of that one yeah which which pokemon is more um <laughs> If Mareeps and spawns, I need to look for the shiny. So that is what I will be doing. Uh, shiny Everyone hunting for Everyone give Steven your energy for shiny Mareeps. Yeah. Somebody actually tweeted us a while back, um, caught a shiny Mareep and named it Steven, and then tweeted at us. And Jesse, I think, uh, behind my back, rewarded them. Um, oh, no. We set up a challenge. I was like, if you can get a shiny Mareep and tag us, and proved us that she caught it during the event. I'll give you a reward. Did you? Okay, you you did state that. I said okay. that at the tail end of a podcast episode. 
Yeah, no one. Uh, one person sent it in, um, and I didn't know that those DMs were happening until after the fact. And so I looked, and I was like, "Wait a second, I feel disrespected." I kept my word. <laughs> I'm not saying you didn't. Uh, maybe, maybe in during this event, I will get the shiny Mareep. Right, um, as you're finishing this up, I'm gonna go cut up that pizza and grab a slice. Go for it. Uh, if I'll you're be right back. okay, if you're lucky, you might encounter shiny Cricketot. Enjoy exclusive field research for the duration of the event. I don't know if that will be fashion. How that will affect the fashion week thing. It'll be weird. Dress up for fashion week in person and in game. Be sure to head to the shop for a free long champ avatar item in Pokemon Go. Then you can match with your trainer avatar by picking up the same long, long champ item in stores. For more information on availability, please visit the official long champ website. Question is, uh, COVID rules and everything on making sure that that's, I don't know, uh, safe to do so, to go, go stores and grab your items. Um, it's also, I don't think that there is a long champ retail store near us, like at all. So that's interesting. Uh, it's time for you and your Pokemon to show the world your style. Let's go. And then, of course, the always present during these COVID times. Please be aware of your surroundings when playing Pokemon Go. Upcoming events are subject to change. Be sure to follow us on social media. Opt in to receiving push notifications and subscribe to our emails to stay updated. For the latest on in-game events and features up or feature updated feature updates, be sure to check this Help Center article, which I will not be checking out. Um... A little bit underwhelming since there's so many Pokemon that will have costumes that we believe won't be able to evolve. Um, so, you know, uh, cool, I guess. Uh, looking at this list of things that don't have the costumes. Um, Minchino's Evolve Form, I don't remember what its name is, uh, is a normal type with an interesting moveset. It might be relevant within Great League, but it's not extreme. Uh, Gothita's, um, I'm saying um a lot, Gothita's uh, evolutions perform all right as well, but their movesets kind of lack. Uh, Mareep, uh, Amphros has had some performance in previous cups, but it's also lackluster. Its moveset is good enough. Stell Caddy, Skitty's evolution. You need you need that Hundo. It's like, um, it's like Metacham. You're gonna need uh, you're gonna need the Hundo there. But it also has some pretty reasonable uh, pretty reasonable moves. It is only a normal type, so its performance is meh. Roselia, Roselia, I think is the standout here. Um, Blitzel also can can perform. Um, Roselia has some play, both as um, as Roselia and then as Roserade. So those are two. Roselia is one to look out for. And then Cottony is new enough that I don't know its performance. I know that it actually seems to be reasonable, at least reasonable, in the, uh, the upcoming October self-meta. But uh, I don't know its overall performance. So take my recommendation with a grain of salt there so and that is not all for the news roundup we've got uh sylph news uh, sylph news sylph news uh sylph arena the 2020 2021 competitive season because uh 
if you keep calling it season three, but then go battle league is seasons and it gets weird. Um, so I appreciate that. This is the 2020, 2021 competitive season. You could call it season three, but please call it by years. It gets, I, you can confuse us. Please. <laughs> it's Stop like they listen me. to us or something. Yeah. Um, give me one second. I must step away from the mic. Jesse, do you want to go through the, the yeah, season stuff? Give me one second to okay. pull up the article here. Uh, I will send you a link. Send you a link via Discord. I will be back shortly. Okay, I'll go ahead and give this a read over. I know that you guys can only see the beginning there of what Steven's looking at on his screen. So the 2020-2021 competitive scene is going to be a little bit different than the last couple of two years that we've had. Uh, new season of challenges. I don't really want to read it verbatim. I think that's cheesy. So just looking at the image here, there's going to be eight theme metas planned eight plus theme metas planned 300 plus regional invitations four continental champions and one world champion the first three monthly cups are going to be october november december and then there's going to be an all-star invitational in january they are doing a mid-season break this year this time around so between december and january there will be a break as or is it january and february so January is going to be the seasonal mid-break where there will be no cups. And then after we get back into February, they'll kick it back in with another more set of themed cups. There's going to be the regionals and continentals and then worlds as they follow each year. But this year does come along with some more changes. Uh, in the notes, they are going to change the way that the rating system works. And here's what they say about that. Players ranking will be affected by wins and loses in ranked tournaments hosted by self league member communities when placed through self.gg. Many factors are considered behind the scenes when calculating player ranking, but the fastest way to rank up will be performing well in monthly cups. Win-loss ratio, strength of opponents, and many other factors will be enrolled in determining rank. To a limited degree, this can include performing well in arena-accredited non-cup Ranked open lake open blah, 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 blah. ranked open great league tournaments, but simply playing more tournaments is not necessarily the well to rank well locally or globally. So their approach this year is it's more about how you perform in your weighted cup, your big cup, so to speak, than your um, multitude of playing of cups, because they were able to see last year that you know once we were able to kick on the switch to be able to remotely host raids or sorry, raids, tournaments, a lot more people were participating in these bigger tournaments trying to climb faster using the 128-player lobbies to quickly jump in rank. This year, they're going to be like, okay, it's going to be more focused on how well you perform in a cup, not over a cup. So when you go to play your weighted cup or however they do it this year, Put a little bit more thought into it because this one's going to be more important than anything you play thereafter. It is at least how I'm anticipating this. And I'm going to be weird and unrank myself, so I really don't care about win and loss. Yeah. That's a spicy, not necessarily a spicy take. I'm sure I, I almost I almost feel like I need to get ahead of it. And if you battle me and you, you see that I'm unranked, 
It's not because I'm a spoofer, because I'm not. It's not because I'm a cheater, because I'm not. It's just because I don't care about rank. And I think I I, I don't want to say that... I feel like we need to normalize that a little bit more, of like people that want to enjoy self arena but like don't want to be competitive can unrank themselves and realistically i'm hoping that when i unrank myself i don't people don't start watch hunting so they don't have a reason to they shouldn't have a reason to but here's the one i was talking about the all-star invitational qualifications yes the mid-season break in january will feature a brand new invitational challenge invitations to this event will be determined by multiple factors including global rank more information about this exciting invitational and how you can qualify will come as season starts. So is it from, correct me if I'm wrong, January to February will be the one month where we don't have a season cup. It'll be an invitational. Um, no. So February will restart the, the, ranked, the cups. ranked cups. January will have an invitational. And December has its own cup, so that means in January there won't be a ranked cup, but there will be invitationals. Yes. Yeah. Something like that. So we'll get it. We'll get a mid-season break this time around. Yeah. The invitationals. I'm very curious to see how that is. Um, I do appreciate like an off-season or a mid-season break, um, so that I'm not like going ham. Um, right. Especially like January, January gets busy and all that stuff, um, or that holiday season. So yeah, um, not having, having to a little bit of a break. <laughs> yeah, having a little bit of a break in the new year, um, I think makes sense. Um, also, so it gives it gives Sylph a little bit of a break as far as like they don't have to build a meta and put out a meta during January. It gives players a chance that at the end of December they can enjoy the holidays and not have to worry about prepping for, um, uh, prepping for a new meta or anything. Um, and the benefit is because it's an all-star invitational, they can invite whoever because battles are remote right now. All battles yep. should be remote, so um, they're able to play around with their format and do something interesting. So I'm very curious to see what uh, what kind of format and stuff they come up with. Did you get the uh, link I sent? Mm, which one? Uh, it didn't go through. One second. Okay. We should probably talk about this before moving on to the next cup, too. Talks uh, about some nice little rewards at the end of Season 2. Somewhat like what they did last year. Uh, yeah. Have you... Is there anything else? On the this? Season 3 roadmap? Mm -hmm. um, not that I could think of. Okay. Just know that you're going to have a little bit more weight on your individual cup versus overall. Mm, okay. Hmm. I haven't deep dived into this article yet, so um, I'll have to give that another reread. All right. Okay. So September 18th, so just four days ago, end of season memento, season two merch sale, and October cup reveal stream. Um We'll get into the that October Cup here shortly. Um, season 2 mementos. Commemorate the 2019-2020 competitive season. The arena will be awarding various achievements on your for your Travelers cards. You may be familiar with some of these keepstakes, but this year we're featuring a brand new achievement, the Best in Show badge for competitors who fi finished first 
and at least one tournament for every cup. Um, dang, that's impressive. Uh, last chance for season two merch. Um, those are available while supplies last. So if you want the pins, stickers, buttons from season two cups, um, go get those. Um, let's see. Purchase any cup pin and you'll get 25% off the price of the 2019-2020 season pin. Um, so you'll get a discount because they need to go apparently. Uh, let's see. And then the October Cup, which we will talk about shortly. Um, season two achievements awarded, uh, from the previous year, uh, low on, or yeah, previous year, low on Stardust Badge competed in at least one ranked monthly cup in season two out of Stardust Badge completed in all 10 ranked monthly cups in season two, season two, top 100 badge, uh, conclude Concluded Season 2 in the Top 100 Globally Ranked Competitors. Season 2 Top 1000 Badge. Concluded Season 2 in the Top 1000 Globally Ranked Competitors. Season 2 Top 10,000 Badge. So similar to the previous two, but you're in the Top 10,000. And then the Best in Show bad Badge. Finished first in all 10 monthly cups in Season 2. Or at least have a, a first finished, first place finish in a cup in one tournament month i think we know a couple of those people yeah i mean our discord's filled with some they're not sweaty they're not like but they're they are competitive players so hey discord did you hear that steven's not calling you a threat i'm not what i'm not calling them (laughs) well i'm not calling them sweat lords (laughs) they are competitive players but i'm not calling them sweat lords because like playing sweaty players in like other games just it feels disgusting and it's like demoralizing and just not fun. So, all right, we are going to get into the meta analysis here, and we're going to start with some move updates. Um, actually, first, first we'll talk the bug moves, and then we'll talk about Gust coming up on Thursday, um, which I don't have a page up for, but we will talk about it here uh, after these. Um, so, Signal Beam, Signal Beam, I believe was already out. No, Signal Beam was not out. So this is a new move. Uh, so far, only... No, it was. It was out already? Yeah, something it was like just... Porygon had it. Uh-huh. Oh, that's right. It's Legacy on everything except for Ves- Vespa Queen now. Uh, Vespa Queen now has it. It was also garbage before. Um, it is a bug-type charge move with a 20% chance to decrease attack and defense of an opponent by one. Um, its PvP charge move info is a base power of 75, a charge, uh, required energy of 55, and a damage per energy at 1.36. Um, comparing it to other moves, I actually don't know. I don't know my move stats. Um, Vespa Queen is the only thing that currently has it, uh, barring anything that you use a, uh, Elite TM on. Butterfree also has it. That sounds right. Yes. Um, it, it's better than Bug. Was it Bug Bug Buzz or Excisor? I don't know. What's which one? Vespaquin. It's Excisor, right? Excisor. Yeah. Um, move wise, it it hits harder. Uh, the debuff chance is a nice. Uh, um. A nice little bonus here. 
Uh, it will take a little bit longer to get to than X-Scissor, so it, it's spam um, possibility is a little less. Um, I have not used it yet on a Vespaquin. I have not had a chance to, so it should be... Um, I don't know, it should help it out a bit, at least. That's that's my take on it. Um, I'll be curious to see what other um, Pokemon get it in the future. Uh, scrolling down here on the Game Press article... Um, Pokemon that uh, are able to have it in the future are things like uh, Excelgor, Vanillux, um, Volbeat, Spinarak, uh, Venonat, Whirlipede can learn it, um, but not Scoliopede, uh, and then um, Cleffa. So that's I think helpful. the only one that interests me on that list was Excelgor and Sigilyph. Yeah, Excel, uh, Excelgor, uh, uh, Excelgor. My tongue might as well be swollen right now. Uh, Excelgor, Vinilux, and uh, Sigilyph are interesting ones to, to keep an eye out for in the future. So Unfortunately, Sigilyph is regional. Yeah, that is currently out, but regional. So uh, We haven't seen it really show up in like high rank for PV uh, Silk Metal. So. Um. The next move is Lunge. Um, this one I definitely have more info on. Uh, it is a bug-type charge move with a 100% chance to decrease the attack of an opponent by one stage. It is a base power of 60, a charge uh, requirement of 45, and a damage per energy of 1.33. This is a bug clone of Icy Wind. So far... Yeah. The, so far, the only thing that it can... Uh, that can have it right now is Galvantula. Um, Masquerade can get it, um, but does not have it yet, to my knowledge. Um, if you've played any GBL up to this point, this is why you're seeing a lot of Galvantula. Um, spooters. Yeah, the, the electric spooters. Um, so it, you've probably seen it alongside things like Azumarill. Um, Azumarill gets hit by grasses. Azumarill lead. See if they have a grass. If they have a grass, then you switch out to Gavantula. Um, it's an interesting uh, combo. So, um, Gavantula was actually pretty reasonable to begin with. Uh, giving it lunge definitely gives it a bit of a boon. So, we'll have to wait and see for a meta that it is actually eligible in to see where it starts to place in, um, Sylph Arena. So yeah, that coupled with Volt Switch, it's pretty deadly if you don't respect it. Mm -hmm. So it'll be it's a it's honestly probably one of the higher uh up there with Vespaquin as far as uh overall bug type Pokemon. Um for sure. Yeah, Vespaquin. Not to mention with all the plethora of water and flying running around. Yeah, that uh electric is definitely gonna give it some uh definitely gives it some wins that it normally would that a, a standard bug would not, so uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Click on the uh, Galvantula image. It should take you to its move pool. I think it also gets Energy Ball, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yes, it does. So uh, it can also take care of Mud Boys if they happen to have those. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So Volt Switch and Fury Cutter are its fast moves. Bug Buzz, Cross Poison, Discharge, Energy Ball. Um, and then now... Um, lunge. Lunge. So... Yeah, for that extra so you spice, can you can run. run. multiple different ways. Yep. 
<clears throat> so that's an interesting uh that has an interesting type combo now. So that's uh that'll get uh that'll get interesting when it uh shows up in a self arena meta. Yeah. Um and then the third move that got updated or actually released um was Gust, I believe. Is that right? It hasn't been officially released yet. It hasn't been released yet. It will be released on Thursday with the flying meta or the 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 flying cup. Um Pidgeotto that are evolved into Pidgeot will learn the fast move Gust. Gust's stats were released um as uh a confusion clone. Okay. So it is a flying type confusion move, which is interesting. Yeah. It does not help it it doesn't help Pidgeot or Pidgeotto um necessarily. Um it it will be interesting to see um Gust on other flyers in the future. Um many flyers aren't really that chunky. Um so having something that's high damage, they're they're spam. Um chance of spamming fast move or charge moves it goes down, but the overall damage will go up. Um the one thing that crosses my mind is the only flyer, the only common flyer we have uh, as a shadow is uh, Zubat. And Zubat can learn Gust in the main series game as an egg move, um, which has not, which other Pokemon in Pokemon Go have been able to learn their egg moves standard. Um, so the one thing that um, if Gust is given to Zubat's evolutions, um, if we see Shadow Golbat and Shadow Crobat with Gust later on, we see a flying type version of things like Hypno and uh, Executor. So that's a threat. That's a big threat. But that is if Gust goes on to um, the Zubat line in the future. <laughs> yes, Jiggly Dad, you did hear Golbat <laughs> and Crobat. Um. Steven's wet dream that they'll get better. Uh, Golbat's fantastic. Golbat's really good. Um, <laughs> Golbat could be better. Cro- it, Crobat's the one that uh, honestly I need a better move. It 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 just needs a better move pool. Period. Like even yeah. even moving Golbat's. I was doing research. Uh, I'll talk about that why that is uh, later on. Um, I was doing research on them and even just copy and pasting. Golbat's moveset onto Crobat, it doesn't help it out um, in in uh, Ultra League. So, um, Cro- Crobat, so Golbat caps out too low for, for Ultra League. Crobat caps out too low for Master. So, Crobat is, um, a, should in theory be a um, Ultra League Golbat, uh, but its moves okay. are just not great. Um, and I think in part it's just because Wing Attack is the only the only reasonable flying fast move. Um, and then on top of that, it has a uh, sludge bomb over um, poison fang and poison fang yeah. is very spammy, <clears throat> but it just, it with uh, it's not, what is the crowbats current fast move is swing attack. Isn't it? Mm, no air slash. air slash and air slash is just not good. Honestly, like uh, grass moves and stuff ahead of time or um, before, um, flying type moves need reworks. Um, 
So it's interesting that this season, season four of GBL, before each season, we've seen move reworks. Um, mm-hmm. And all we're seeing is signal beam and signal beam and lunge. And then gust got added, but that yeah. I wouldn't technically call that part of a rework. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But it means I, as we go, right? Yeah. We'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see. Flying type is definitely one that could be better. Um, I don't think it needs like as drastic as a, of a rework than we've seen like the grass types. I think it just needs many flyers just need something that's more just a, a more reasonable. It needs yeah. a little bit more versatility in the fast move department. Um, and then more flyers need that a reasonable fast move. Um, yeah. I think that's another thing too that we've talked about is we're constantly, you know, laughing off that we have way too many fast TMs that we never get a chance to use. They start adding more fast moves to the pool, you know, then those are going to go away pretty quick. Yes and no, but I think I think the the where if it's the question <clears throat> is do we get more fast moves that are actually relevant? Because sure. since a Pokemon can only have one fast move, and most Pokemon have one, maybe two relevant fast moves per move pool, that yeah. we really don't have the need to use fast TMs. And it wouldn't surprise right. me if a lot of fast TMs that are required just get trashed because many people there's just not don't have options. There's there's just no real need to have fifty plus fast TMs. Yeah. Um, which reminds me, I should probably check my storage to see if I have 50 plus fast uh, fast TMs. And if I do, I mean, if you want to throw them away, start rolling, re-rolling Mew to get the move you want. Uh, that's true. That's true. There's a couple of Pokemon I can just start going ham on. So, um, yeah. let's see. Uh, you ready to talk about the Sylph meta? Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the Sylph meta. Uh, the Sunrise Cup, which is not a reference to Japan, which I don't know. I was thinking about it earlier. I was like, Sunrise Cup, it's like just literally a sunrise, but there's no um, there's no reference to Japan in this, which, I don't know, maybe that's just the weeb in me talking. Weeaboo, the, the fan of anime in me. Let me just, <laughs> yeah, I'll spell it out. Um, October 2020, it is not a spooky cup. It is a general, honestly, m- less restrictive meta than we've seen in a long time. Um October 1st through 31st, available types, flying, grass, fire, ground, and normal. That is a bizarre, bizarre combo. We'll, we'll get into that. Uh, and the bands are rock types and megas. So that means your um, legendaries and myth, uh, mythicals are available here. Your uh, shadows are also available here. So for the first time, I think, ever? Shadows in are an available? official cup? Yes. I, want to I say feel like there was one in jungle or somewhere else. There was, but... Yeah, there was one in season one. It wasn't jungle. Um, it was... Uh, I feel like it was like the rerun of... Um, like twi- the Mirror Cup saga? Yeah, I feel like it was the Mirror Cup at the end of season one where shadows were like very available at the very beginning. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if they had the... Uh, the twenty percent buff debuff yet. That's I think true. They were around. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, good heavens, that was. It feels like forever ago. Um, <laughs> but yes, uh, shadows are available here. Excuse me. Um, 
uh let's see 1500 cp and below uh as normal uh we have not left great league here for sylph arena yet um i think that's that's it for the rules nothing super crazy no whitelists so um let's uh let's jump into a game press meta simplified we haven't had one of these in a little while um I was if, surprised to see it at the top. Yep, if Show you if you heard ground and um, freaked out a little bit, you are correct in assuming uh, Galarian Stunfisk is at the top of this list. Uh, PV Poke has Galarian Stunfisk at number one at a ninety four point nine uh, threat score. Um, Mantine is right below that, and then Obama Snow Shadow is below that. Um, we'll get further into PV Poke's rankings uh, here in a moment. Um, but meta simplified, it's kind of like a circle, but not like a circle. Um, <laughs> at least it's not as complicated of a diagram as Rose Cup was. Rose Cup was like a weird tree branching thing, but then looped back on itself, like in a place or two. Um, so Galarian Stunfisk is your uh, your your top tier. Um, it's your Umbreon of fero ferocious. Gross. Um, Tell me otherwise. You're not. You, I don't think you're wrong. Having not run any Sims or anything yet, um, I don't think you're wrong. Uh, Galarian Stunfisk will beat out Skarmory, uh, that has even matchups with everything else. It beats out Driftblim. Um, uh, Driftblim then beats uh, Vigo, Vigoroth, and um, loses to Abomasnow, but Vigoroth beats Abomasnow. Uh, Abomasto will beat your Mud Boys because ground is available and water is not banned, so you have your Swamperts, Wishcashes, and Quagsires. Uh, and if you're feeling potentially very spicy, um, you can run your, um, uh, uh help me out. Shellos? You think in the, uh, Shellos? Gastrodon? Gastrodon, that's the evolution. Thank you. And um, then don't forget the frog, the memes. Port, uh, but, um, Hollytoad? Nope. Frog of memes. Oh, Seismitoad. Yeah, yep. memes. <laughs> um, that's a reference to my um, Seismitoad in uh, Pokemon Sword. Um, if you are feeling very spicy, go ahead and run those. I they're just move sets and stats are just like slightly below the rest of the Mud Boys. So while they are memey, um, they don't they don't necessarily lack performance. Um, the Mud Boys will beat your Galarian Stunfisk because water, um, Galarian oh, water Stunfisk, and ground, water and ground, Galarian Stunfisk being a ground steel. Um, those Mud Boys are very, very, very juicy and delicious, um, usefulness here. Um, and then Vigoroth, uh, loops around and also beats Galarian Stunfisk, um, because of the fighting against the steel. Um, mm -hmm or the counter against the steel, because Vigoroth only yep. has counter and counter body slam and what else does it have that's relevant? Bulldoze. Bulldoze? Okay. So it's got a it's got a it's got a nice moveset here. Um and then beating your mud boys and sort of being out and around their own territory, uh, you have your water flyers of Pelipper and Mantine. Uh, with wing attack they lose to Skarmory. Bubble and Water Gun they lose to Grass. So they can play a dual they can play different roles they're kind of a hybrid um depending on how you want to run them so um interesting fact here uh fires are nowhere near on this list 
or, or on the meta simplified. They're not in this diagram. They're off to the side in a mold breaker. Um, fire types, as listed by the meta simplified, Marowak and Blaziken are the hardest Obama Snow counters. They beat Vigoroth and can take on G Stunfisk. Their weaknesses is obviously water. Um, with your water flyers and your mud boys, um, and the overall lack of production that fire types usually have, um, yeah, it's not it's not good looking for fire types. Um, Another thing to look out for is uh, in a shield scenario, Stunfisk can also take them out with rock slide and how spammy it is. Yep. Um. I believe your standout here is actually Victini. It performs yeah. very well. Um, I think that's because of what's its fast move or its charge move? V create. V create. I think is it's is one of the best fire type moves currently. Um, so Victini is actually a standout as far as fire types uh, within this. But meta. you have to have gotten a good one. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know what its stats per its performance, depending on stats. I got a rank three thousand nine hundred and eighty-six. I believe mine is not much better, but um, in general, you know, shrugs. Uh, and guess what? I can't ever change that. Yep, we can't trade them. We can't re-roll those stats, um, unless at some point the shinies come out and we get a second mythic of we each even with shinies. Yeah, who, who knows? <laughs> um. Texas PvP brings up the great point of we need Will-O-Wisp. Fire types just need better diversity. Um, so We did get the Flame Charge rework recently, but that's not very available on a lot of relevant things. Oh, no. No, not yet. Um, I mean, and Bugs just got reworked, or Bugs just got a couple of move changes, so we might wait until Season 5 and see if Fire types get a bit of a rework as well. But we'll have to yeah. wait and see. There are, like, Fires, Flyings. Bugs need have needed a rework for a while. Um, I'm trying to think if anything else, there's a little bit of, I'd like to see a little bit of a, an adjustment on the steel types. We've talked about that in the past. Um, poison could use some better moves. Poison could use a little bit of uh, adjusting too. Something but other honestly, than just poison jab. Yeah, honestly, I think flying and fire are two key members, key key uh, types that need some adjustments here. So um, things like water, ground. Um, Water, perform. ground, steel, and flying are the most common things I see in PvP. I'm just I'm thinking of the things that just perform fantastic with ah. their current move sets. Um, water, ground, electrics performed fairly well. Um, fighting has always performed fantastic. It has counter counter has performed fantastically forever at this point. So, yeah. um, and that's I I don't remember when that got adjusted. So. I think that was right before season one of GB or of uh, Sylph. That sounds right. Like literally when the Boulder Cup started. That sounds right. Um. So yeah. Uh, fire fire types are definitely a niche pick in this cup. I think you should have one on the back just in case, because there are other things that they do beat. Yeah. Uh, alternative flyer types all get wrecked by G Stunfisk and Obama Snow, walled by Skarmory. Uh, Altaria and Dragonite make uh, make up for it with oppressive Dragon Breath damage. Um, those are interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, the Raspberry Vape is definitely interesting. Um, that they are allowed, um, and then their performance is pretty solid. Um, there is a very big discrepancy in uh, PV Pokes rankings between uh, Dragonite Shadow and Dragonite. 
So Dragonite Shadow is uh, rank 10. Uh, regular Dragonite is ranked 24. Um, so there is a big discrepancy between the two. Um, uh, and then Altaria is ranked number four. And I assume that's just because generally it performs pretty fantastic. Um, yeah. Beats out Vigoroth, Swampert, Ferrothorn, uh, Zapdos, Dragonite Shadow. Um, it nudges out Dragonite Shadow here on this list. Um, also nudges out Vigoroth, which is kind of impressive. Um, um, that's probably because it's running a dragon type move rather than a flying yeah. type fast move. Um, I think the wet matchup it wins there is because Vigoroth's hitting it with counter and as a fast move, it resists counter because of its flying. Right. But the body slams. It, um, the body slams add up. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It literally gets PTSD and it's like, stop. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Altaria's performance overall, while it doesn't sort of fit in this rock, paper, scissors uh, graph of the meta simplified, um, or rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock, dynamite, that is the Sunrise Cup meta simplified, um, Altaria is not a bad pick here. So yeah. um, of all of the cups, to be honest, like the current GBL um, picks, current and recent GBL picks, so actually that might be exactly why this meta is the way it is as... I don't want to say disgusting, but not as unique as it is. Did um, Steven find an Easter egg? <laughs> this cup uses a lot of very relevant meta or very relevant Stuff Pokemon that from GBL. Are used to seeing into a Silphorina cup? Oh, what? Who yeah, who would have thought? Um, I think your big standout on just this Rock, Paper, Scissors, Lizard, Spock, Dynamite um, graphic is... Um, uh, Stuff people should have powered up already if they're well, GBL. Drift Blim. Drift Blim, I don't think, has re been incredibly relevant within GBL. Um, it performs oh, well. I use it. I love it. Yeah, it performs well, but I don't think it's the st it's it's not a standout one that like everyone it's has. It's not the goat. Yeah. Um, G Stunfisk, uh, Skarmory are things. Um, any of the Mud Boys. Mantine hasn't st stood out a ton, but Mantine's performance has shown itself in the past. Um, oh yeah, Vigoroth. I think I has Mantine, been Mantine just got scared of the, the Spooter. Yeah, um, Vigoroth's performance has spoken for itself. And then the end of last season with Great League, Obama Snow, getting that powdered snow rework, um, and Weather Ball or did he get Energy Ball? I don't remember. Yep. Weather um, Ball gave it. I some, type Weather Ball <clears throat> gave it some huge W's. So. Um, this, uh, the meta simplified is full of very relevant Pokemon. So, um, let's go now after your flying types. You've got grass, alternative grass, beat ground, mostly including G Stunfisk and are weak to flying, especially Breloom, which, uh, which however counters Obama snow and Vigoroth cause it has counter. Um, the latter also fears grass poisons and Tropius. So, um, another one that's interesting is Tropius <coughs> is available. Tropius is available. Um, that has never been available for the entire public. Um, it's actually there's been a couple. Of, it was available in Tempest. No, I mean, um, as far as spawns, it's a regional oh, spawn and has been yeah, an, yeah. an event for people outside of that region. Um, yeah. But Tropius is one that like some people have, but in general is. I, I don't know. I don't think Tropius is going to do uber fantastic here. Um, right. it's going to fear Obama snow heavy. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then any other flyers, so that the Tropius Skarmory matchup is, I think, a loss for Tropius. I think it's close, but Skarmory, I think Skarmory wins there. Um, yeah. And then Driftblim. Driftblim's going to be one that I'm going to have to. I'm going to be really tempted to run, so we'll see. Yeah, I know how much you like it. Yeah, it's fun. Um, alternative normal types. Obstagoon is similar to Vigoroth, losing to it, uh, losing to it, but picking up wins over Driftblim and Skarm. Wiggly can chunk uh, anything that doesn't resist charm. Um, Wiggly's <laughs> an interesting, yeah. Charmers are an interesting pick here. I know that there are a handful of like grass charmers as well that um, sort of mold break a little bit. Um, if you guys want some more details on like win losses and move sets and stuff um on sylph.gg in the resources check out uh jerry seawolf's nifty or thrifty for the sunrise cup um i've yet to read through it myself um but these are always great articles to read to get a better sense of um pokemon that either interest you and maybe won't perform but maybe they'll perform on a particular team um and then he gives a... his opinion on why he thinks it's good or why he thinks it's a bad investment yeah after a ton of research so um, there's always some fun nuggets in, uh, in the nifty or thrifty. So check that out. Um, and then alternative flying counters, uh, Stunfisk loses to its younger cousin, but destroys Mantine and Pelipper. So this is regular Stunfisk. Um, not Kanto. Is it Alolan? No. What region what, is Stunfisk? Yeah. What region is regular Stunfisk in? Unova? It's yeah. Unovan Stunfisk. Um, uh zapdos and the ice types uh have more play against grass and mud boys so um articuno yeah articuno and zapdos are relevant i don't think moltres overall performs well enough um there's just too many things that beat it yeah um its stats are not fantastic uh and then uh pyloswine it is, is one available. of the few that has sky attack though of the three birds yeah yeah, but I think its fast moves are not great. Just period. It's like Air Slash and Amber, I think. Yeah. Or no, Fire Spin. Yeah. All right. It's okay. Um, all right. PV Poke rankings. Um, Stunfisk, Galarian, Mantine, Abomas, No Shadow. No surprise there. Altaria at four. Skarmory at five. Vigoroth at six. Pelipper at seven. Abomas, No at eight. Regular Abomas, No. Zapdos is at 9 with its Legacy Thundershock, Drill Peck, and Thunderbolt. Uh, and Dragonite Shadow at 10. Uh, Maverick is saying he's so confused. Please elaborate okay. and I will... Yep, uh, we will be more than happy to help you here. Um, if you're confused now, anyone that's listening might be confused later. Um, so <laughs> we are looking at um, the pvpoke.com slash ranking slash sunrise slash 15 slash overall slash Altaria. I don't know why Altaria... Did I click on Altaria? Yeah, it's because I clicked on Altaria. Um, um, so we're looking at PV Poke's overall rankings for the Sylph Sunrise Cup. Um, PV Poke is a great resource if you don't already know that gives info as far as um, win loss percentage with uh, different kinds of matchups um, between um, no shield scenarios, one shield scenarios, and two shield scenarios. Um, it basically just um, PV poke uh, the the guy behind it, Kakuna Matata, basically uses uh, built PV poke to crunch the hypothetical numbers of matchups to get 
um, uh, to find uh, out um, what Pokemon perform the best within the given scenarios. So this is everything that's available within Sunrise Cup um, basically put up against each other to find out what the top performers are. So um, Galarian Stunfisk, because of the ground steel, has some very favorable wins. Um, some incredibly favorable wins. So I'm actually going to look here at what its win percentage is. Galarian Stunfisk versus uh, Sunrise Cup. It has 217 wins, um, uh, 49 losses, and 2 draws. So it has a, an exorbitant amount of wins here. Um, <coughs> within this meta, and I believe this is in the one shield scenario. So, um, we can go in the no shield scenario and see what that changes to. Uh, in a no shield scenario, 264 wins and four losses. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you want to, uh, wow, that's disgusting. Um, oh no, that's if the, uh, if that's if your opponent doesn't have any shields. Um, if we go no shield scenario on both sides, this is what I'm interested in. 222 wins, 45 losses, and one draw. Um, interesting. Pretty impressive in a no shield. Yeah, very impressive in a no shield. Uh, I'm considering, let's see, no shield versus a two shield. How spammy is this boy? Uh, okay, not spammy enough. 49 wins and 219 losses. So... Um, it's a danger. But that's um, also really good because you're getting out the shields, so then anything after that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, G Sunfisk is a fantastic spammer. Um, I don't know if it will perform well as a lead per se. Um, because I think everyone's gonna see it. Um I wonder Yeah, it's it's like one of the staples. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if a Bomb of Snow wouldn't be a reasonable lead um overall because that ice type I is going to beat a lot the Garoth is going to be the popular lead that's true because it's neutral it can build pressure with the body slam uh -huh. and it really in a match with most of the mud boys it goes pretty even as far as pacing yeah the only thing it really fears is the flyers and you're no one's going to be leading a flyer no i don't think anyone's going to be leading a flyer you, if they see an electric type on your team They'll probably not lead a, a flyer. Yeah, I can't. But if you don't have one, I imagine that there's a good reason for them to. For things like Mantine, because you can start debuffing people. Yeah. With Bubble Beam, I mean, there's multiple situations, multiple scenarios, and it's going to be up to you and how. The one thing I want people to understand with this cup is, don't build your team to beat other people. Build your team to work for you. Yeah. Yeah, there's a and then adapt around that. There's a lot of availability here and a lot of good availability here. Run something you're comfortable with. So if you've been playing if you've been playing GBL recently and you've been running Galarian Stunfisk, like use what you're comfortable with. Um yeah. because hey, you have I mean, Go ahead. Uh because you have the team of six, I would run four to five things you're comfortable with and I would try out something new. I would I would definitely play around with something that you're you're not used to but that can play well with the rest of your team. Um or because this is a lot of GBL um uh, a lot of GBL available Pokemon, uh look within the Sunrise Cup meta and build a team of 3 and try out, you know, try out something new in GBL. Um to get used to something for Sunrise Cup. That's something I've enjoyed doing is using GBL as sort of a test to get a feel for different Pokemon. So, mm -hmm. Especially under rank six, so you can just 
play as your leisure. Yeah. And even above, I think rank above rank six. The benefit yeah. is because the current season, everything is just wins all the way up until nine. Um, yeah. Like those, a lot of people are already at like rank eight or nine. So because all it is is just wins um, or a lot of the hardcore people. So just playing at the lower ranks is going to be uh, a little less detrimental and you don't have to so, worry too much about ELO. Another thing I'd like to point out for this cup is there is going to be shadow Pokemon. That is going to be a thing. Pokemon such as Galarian Stunfisk, Obstagoon, the Legendaries, and the Mythicals all have very limited access to what you can get. If you have a decently statted one, even if it's not rank, think of it this way. If you have a good Legendary or any of these ones that are limited under rank 500, consider it. Don't be discouraged to run something that's got terrible IVs if it works for you. Because in this situation with Shadows coming in, you can't get the optimal IVs for Shadow as often as you could as something that you can encounter every day or every other day. So if you have something like a good Shadow Zapdos from the rocket research when you rescued it from Giovanni, even if it's rank 1200, as long as you're comfortable running it and you understand the mechanics behind the Pokemon, I would say invest in it. Because if it's something that you feel like you could run successfully, do it. Don't be discouraged by the IVs. And I know a lot of the times we talk about, oh, I don't want to run this because it's over rank 100. Or I don't want to run this because I don't have a good one. I think this is a great cup to take a look at your inventory. And, you know, if you have a team composition that you want to try out or you're comfortable with certain things and then one of these shadow Pokemon or one of these really limited ones are a good fit for your team to support them, I would say invest in it because there's a good chance it'll be relevant later. Yeah, I think this this meta is just chock full of pretty relevant things. So Right. I will be interested to see Gust Pidgeotto and see how that performs within this great league. So, because um, I don't think, yeah, I mean, looking at the huh. uh, Meta Simplified uh, little table here that you have up on screen mm -hmm. from Game Press, As I've been looking at my team compositions and thinking about what I want to run. If I had to make a recommendation, Vigoroth has always performed. It is good. Just flat good. Um, I don't have a great Galarian Stunfisk. I've never been able to use a good one in Go Battle League. This might be a time for me to reach out to my community and see if I can find one people that will trade me one. Uh, same thing with... Unfortunately, Shadows can't be traded. So if you don't have a good Shadow, like me, I don't have a good Shadow Obama Snow, but I do have a rank 4 regular Obama Snow. You know, that's another one of those things you have to consider okay, well, I don't have the shadow, even though the shadow's ranked higher, does the normal one still perform for what I need it to do? Uh-huh. Um, I actually have two G-Sunfisks if you want to try and uh, drive up next <laughs> to each other. I'm going to try and, and find trades. people that are a little bit lower so I can get better IVs. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I've, I've got I've got two available if you absolutely need them at some point. Um, I already done 300,000 deaths into my rank 100 today, so we'll gross. see. Um, I have a rank 228, I think, and I'm going to use, I think I'm going to just use that one. Um, yeah. Because that's the best. So as far as team building goes, trades. you know, play around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of options. I'm curious to see what sort of boils up, up to the top, what becomes sort of the, um, 
uh, the generic meta, what what boils down to, and how that kind of performs. So, um, I mean, people in our chat and Discord have already said pick G Stunfisk and then support it. Yeah, G Stunfisk, <laughs> Vigo, both perform exceptionally well. So, we shall see when we have more data. Uh, and that's in what? that cup starts here in about a week. Week plus. Week plus, yeah. yeah. Thursday the first. So a week. Yeah. Uh let's see. Uh the nifty or thrifty. Go check that out. I think that about how long have we been recording? An hour and twelve minutes? So not as long as uh not as long as normal, but uh not too bad of a length. Um couple of things to end off with. Unless Jesse, do you have any other content stuff we need to cover? Mm, uh to Thursday. If you listen to this podcast, you probably have already missed it. Thursday, we will be doing our Night of Flight, where I will be playing in the Flying Cup for Go Battle League, and Steven here will be playing some Ace Combat. Yes. That's going to be very exciting. Starting at 6 p.m. PST. Uh, Depending on how we feel, we'll see how late we go. I'm guessing 8 or 9 p.m. I might have to work Friday, so I'll probably take off or I'll jet off early if you will but we'll see how that goes and we encourage anybody else that wants to hang out battle with us you know get in on that stardust it's going to be a lot of nice 20 sets 100 games and bonus stardust stardust for everyone i'm going to oprah stardust for everybody i actually will not be able to be playing any gbl since I work, I work earlier that day, and then hop right into the stream. And if I'm playing Ace Combat, so but that's fine. I'm sure you can take it. We can switch off on some Go Battle League. Yeah, we might be able. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. I'm but not super Thursday, worried about missing out on PST. And if you are listening to the podcast at a later date, I'm sure there will be clips from that because there will be many shenanigans. I might also try and throw it up uh, on YouTube because it'll be the first time we do something unique um throw the vod up on youtube that would be friday night so um stay tuned yeah check that out um ooh, community question um so i kind of failed entirely and forgot to post both in our discord and on um twitter the community question from the last episode um so we are going to continue doing that question um what was your favorite memory slash meta etc from sylph arena season two um and i will try my darndest to put that out on socials so that we can actually get some answers um and i you know stop failing um (laughs) miserably that's we're letting our community down no yeah i I mean the community question is something i want to continue to do to sort of facilitate some more uh interaction um, between our, our listeners and, and the, the show itself. Um, I, I've talked to several people now. Doing a podcast is very odd because we don't have, like, the YouTube comment section to have. Like, thankfully, we don't have hate, but, like, we don't have anything. <laughs> and honestly, like, if we, were on, uh, if we were on YouTube, then I would almost take, like, hate comments on YouTube because it's, you know, criticism, but from a bad point of stand, uh, a from a negative side, it's criticism, but it's still criticism and it's still something. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, uh, we'll continue with that question. Favorite memory, uh, favorite memory slash meta or etc. <laughs> from season uh, 
Uh, Arena season two. Uh, our uh, we just don't have a whole lot of interaction with uh, uh, our Twitter posts um, to get any hate on uh, on Twitter. I mean, Dad. at any given time, I could light a match, but we're, I think we're on a good note with a lot of people, so I don't want to do that. I think I, I just don't think our tweets are spicy enough. We just don't have enough hot takes. So um, <laughs> well, let me get on my personal channel. <laughs> we're not we're not we're not divisive enough. So. Not, not yet, at least. I, I, and I, honest, to be to be completely real, I don't think we'll ever get that way. Um, I don't want to be one that that causes conflict or whatever. Um, I mean, I can't say the same. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't. I'm not going to go I, after I like somebody. To or, yeah. I, I don't. I'm not going to go after somebody for something. I'm going to let other people do do them. Um, and thankfully, people have let us do us. Am I going to get in trouble? You what? Am I going to get in trouble? Uh. Why would I you get in trouble? Else's terminology, huh? Don't worry about it. Yeah, you're fine. Don't worry about it. You don't worry about it. Um. So, following us on social, uh, Twitter at battle underscore science. Uh, you can email us at battlescience.podcast at gmail dot com. Um, we are on YouTube. I don't think we have the stats yet to have youtube dot com slash battle science. Uh, but you can search us up on YouTube. Um, the podcasts go up there in, or the podcasts go up there as the VOD video on demand variants from Twitch. So all of, uh, the articles and stuff we look at, um, with the videos, those go up on, um, YouTube. If you want to check that out, uh, Twitter, uh, Twitch, if you listen to the podcast in podcast form in, uh, the glorious podcast lands of, um, uh google play google which play. i think is not called google so play anymore they um, now have google podcast google podcast uh itunes which i think is called apple podcast now um spotify um we are actually also now on the um amazon home devices so if really? you want yep uh i submitted that um submitted that last week or the week before um so if you ask your um, Amazon home devices um, to play the Battle Science podcast, I believe we will show up on your um, your uh, Alexas and stuff. Yes, your, your fancy devices that you can speak to. Um, uh, a little announcement thingy. A jiggly dad, I see your thing. It's next. Um uh, we have worked on and put together a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash battle science. Um, we're fairly self-contained as far as what we do, um, but the Podbean subscription does cost us $100 a year, um, and we do kind of want to recoup that. So our goal is sort of, uh, I believe it's, Math kind of checks out sort of with Podbean's taxes and fees. If we have about 10 to 12 people at the $1 tier per month, um, we will pay back the um, Podbean subscription. Anything else will sort of be stocked up for uh, later events, travel, whatever we're able to do once uh, COVID goes away. Um if you subscribe at the $1 tier, you will get, um, uh, by the way, uh, if you're currently on the Discord, the Discord is not going behind the Patreon paywall. Um, all of our content is staying. All of our regular content, the Battle Science podcast, all of our streams are all staying the way they are. 
Um, nothing is going, nothing, yeah, nothing of what we're doing right now is going behind the Patreon paywall. Um, at the $1 tier, you will get uh, early access to the episodes of the Battle Science Podcast. So those will come out the day after we record them on Twitch, um, per Twitch, the Twitch affiliate um, terms of service. Um, so the podcast forms will come out um, the day after they're recorded on Patreon. Um, you will get access to the uh, Battle Science After Dark monthly podcast that we're going to start here in September or October-ish. Um, we don't really have a date as to when we're going to record that. We don't really even know what we're going to talk about. Um, so maybe, we, maybe we'll put up a um, Battle Science After Dark podcast. Uh, channel like chat pool. channel on our uh on our discord and see what uh what people uh want us to cover there um don't make me baseball, guys. Uh, well the battle science after dark is going to be a um no holds barred uh all topics go podcast so um we will talk about pokemon go as it relates to whatever topics we talk about on the battle science after dark but it's pretty much going to be just jesse and i um shooting some s because I can't swear removing on this. Removing the filter. <laughs> You're removing the filter, yeah. Uh, hope you don't... We ran out of Brita filters. Our language... All language is allowed. That's a pure water joke. I don't... I'm going <sighs> to... I got um, it. But it really happened. Ha, 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 ha. Dirty water. Um, oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, we both have nut buttons, so that'll those will get pressed, I'm sure. Um, and then, uh, as well as, let's see. Um, so that is, oh, uh, Patreon exclusive access to the Battle Science After Dark Discord channel. We'll figure out how we want to function that once we start getting Patreons or patrons there. Um, uh, let's see. And then the $5 a month tier, uh, which we're calling the podcast producer, uh, tier, um at the five dollar tier you get all of the benefits from the one dollar tier uh your name or uh gamer handle will be shouted out on the show for um the month so if you um back us on patreon in september uh all of the people that back us in september will have their names read in october's shows that way you have an entire month your your name will be shout out on all of october's content um you will have an entire month of being shout out um, and then anybody that backs us in October will be shouted out in November. Um, there's been a handful. There's a handful of other shows that do it that way. Um, I think it just makes sense rather than waiting. If somebody subscribes like tonight, um, the first time they get shout out is the end of September or what it, it, it gets weird. So it makes sense if anyone that backs us within the previous calendar month gets shout out during the next month's content. Um uh, and then you will get to play with uh, Jesse and I in a monthly game night, um, which we will probably stream. So anybody that backs us at $5 or more will get to play with us during that stream. Um, we've batted around Jackbox party games. Um, we could do things like um, we, we could try Fall Guys or Among Us. I have not played either of those games, so it kind of depends. It honestly, uh, it honestly depends on how, uh, who backs us at the five dollar a tier, when yeah. we can all get together and get the most amount of people possible to play, and what yeah. systems and and um, games and stuff are available to to the people. 
Um, I think and to start we're also with. Thinking of a couple other things, like one that I thought would be fun would be uh, Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, there's a That's lot of. There's a, a number of things. We just want to try and make it accessible. I think to begin with, we'll probably stick with some Jackbox um, party games because we know those function well. And doing the. Um, everyone should have a cell phone so everyone can join in, in the Jackbox party games. So. Um, I think that's it for the Patreon. So patreon.com slash battle science. If you guys want to uh, support us um, so, in making this. kind of go off what you're saying. Um, now you got me doing the ums. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't us asking for money. This is us saying we would like some support for the financial benefits that we have been spending to provide this service to you, if, the consumer. So it, it's, it's, if... If nobody backs us on Patreon, nothing changes. Correct. It just means that we don't have to do Battle Science After Dark or the monthly, uh, the monthly game which night. Which work for me. Which is yeah, and thumbs up. That's fine. Um, so, uh, but if people um, support us here, it allows us to um, put build, the money elsewhere. Yeah, put the money elsewhere as far as within um, Battle Science, be able to help us uh, make it so Battle Science isn't. Um, you know coming out of our paycheck um we're not it, the phrase don't monetize your hobbies gets weird um i don't know i don't think this would technically be i guess it's monetizing i don't know um <laughs> i mean i'd love to take the money that we use for the podcast subscription if we had like what you said 10 to 11 people backing us for a year we could take that money and maybe take like a road trip to California and go play some California tournaments. If yeah, if we if if we raise enough money and once COVID goes away, one of my goals was to to be able to um use some of the the Patreon funds to do a road trip around the U.S. um to hit some of the communities because I know like especially Texas, um we've got a lot of listeners in Texas and and hitting uh driving down there, um. Hanging out with some I've PvP people. Yeah, it's first. It'd be first time I've I've ever I'd I will have ever been down there as well. Um, being able to hit some of the uh, um, the community that's out there uh, would be uh, awesome. So um, if we get if we get enough backing, then uh, there I, like we don't have solid goals. But once COVID ends and if if uh, the Patreon, if we have like a slush fund within the Patreon, then um, that's that's one of the goals for sure. So. Um. Yeah. Uh, if you want to go help, uh, patreon.com slash battle science. Um, I'm gonna start feeling kind of like a shill, but there's enough other people that do it that like I shouldn't feel like a shill. So I don't know. <laughs> um, and then on top of that, if I'm sorry if I've bored anyone to death. Um, but uh, tomorrow night I will be on Jiggly Dad's first ever uh poke and pull poke spelled p-o-k-e not as in the uh the food dish but as in pokemon um we are going to be breaking down poke and pull is going to be i, I don't have like the elevator pitch memorized yet um poke and pull is going to be um a series of streams over the course of time uh where we are going to uh research and break down Pokemon as they pertain to um, uh, PvP. Um, so I don't know. I haven't seen anyone say what Pokemon it is yet. Um, 
so I won't go out and say what Pokemon it is, but we're breaking down a really interesting Pokemon uh, tomorrow night on Pokenpol. Um, I am a kind of a guest. Um, go- is it official? I can say Golbat. Uh, Jiggly Dad said Golbat <laughs> in the chat. So um, we're talking about Golbat. Golbat has a lot of. Uh, uh, it's been pretty relevant within Sylph Arena in the past, um, and I don't see that going away. Um, it can be more relevant. We'll be talking about specifically Golbat because Zubat doesn't perform. It's a first tier. Um, and I will be talking about Crobat because Crobat's one of my favorite. I'm totally biased there. Um, uh, and Crobat's sort of lack of, of performance due to a number of different reasons and how both Golbat could become better and, uh, Crobat could become better as well with different movesets and stuff. Um, it, uh, Jiggly Dad's taking the helm. Um, Kakuna Matata. I don't know what his actual name is. Um, but you probably, you've probably heard of Kakuna Matata. He's the guy that runs, uh, PV Poke. Um, he's got a ton of statistical knowledge and has been on Matt. That is right, Matt. Um, he's been on a number of, uh, Arena streams and I believe, uh, Ghost Stadium streams as well. Um, his, uh, number knowledge, matchup knowledge and such of Pokemon Go, uh, PVP is immense. Um, so he will be on to help us discuss Golbat. Um, we will be joined by, I believe, Jiggly Dad, uh, or Jiggly Dad's Bell Sprouts will be there. Um, so Sir Maximus and Scientist E, uh, I believe. And then, uh, there will be artwork featured by Sadie Poo. Um, we're, the, the, the kinks I think are still being worked out. Uh, tomorrow's show might be. I would say it'd be a little rough. Uh, I think all of us on all of us that are a part of it have uh, we've been around the block doing content before, doing Twitch streams, um, but uh, this format's a bit different than I think any of us have really done. So um, it should be an interesting experience and a learning experience. Um, we've got some interesting concepts for additional Pokemon to cover in the um, future. Um, we're starting with Golbat because it's a pretty it's a pretty solid pick as far as discussing its its overall performance within PvP. Um, and there are a handful of others. Uh, I think Scientist E was talking about trying to get Hariyama. Um, and that's a, that's a very uphill battle to try and talk about Hariyama as far as PvP. It's yeah. one note for the most sure. part. Um, but I imagine if uh, if we if if we remember it, uh, Hariyama will be Hariyama is going to be like the first like inside joke running joke of that show. So that should be fun. Um, what was it? Hariyama beats. What was the thing that Hariyama beats? They were like, Oh, it, 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 scientist E was like, Oh, it beats it. Uh, it beats this. And we're all like, really? Does it matter though? But really though? So I don't know. Um, tune into that. Uh, Wednesday so tomorrow if you're watching this live um, it has already happened if you're listening to the, the podcast version of this um, it will be on Jiggly Dad's uh, Twitch channel so twitch.tv slash Jiggly Dad that is J-I-G-G-L-Y D-A-D um, Wednesday at uh, 6 p.m. PST 8 p.m. Central um, if you want to give that a watch, that should be 
uh, a fun time. I actually also don't know if that will subscribe. Jiggly Dad, if you're still in the chat, um, will uh, poke and pull subscribe to your standard uh, stream duration of going very long? Because I'm not ex entirely sure what your runtime, your thought of runtime will be. So um, we'll we'll see how that we'll see how that plays. So oh, uh, I think that's it. Uh, so I'm on Jiggly Dad stream Wednesday. Uh, Jesse and I have the flying stream where I will be playing Ace Combat. I enjoy Ace Combat. It should be very fun. Um, Jesse will be playing, uh, the flying cup PVP, uh, Friday. If I'm not absolutely dead by then, because I will also <laughs> be starting my new, I will be starting my new job tomorrow morning. Um, so if I'm not absolutely dead by Friday, um, Friday evening, I will be doing my first GBL content of season four uh it's great league so we're going with memes uh that should be fun um and then next tuesday will be more random stream stuff so probably some more gbl where i can just sort of hang out with people that that hop in and, and meme it up because boy howdy um I don't play. I don't play for sweat. So I play for. I play for fun. I play, <laughs> have a good time. Yeah, we, we play to ha have a good time, not to not to go ham. So, um, I think that's it. Am I missing anything? Yeah. Not that I can think of. Community question again. Uh, favorite memory meta. Self-reason season two. Please let us know. Um, get some interaction going. Uh, hit us up on Discord if you have any questions. Email us battlescience.podcast at gmail.com. Tweet at us at battle underscore science. Thank you for tuning in to a somewhat short-ish uh, episode of the Battle Science Podcast. Uh, cool things on the horizon. Um, crazy. Her I'd... Oh, man, I'm going to be exhausted by the end of the week. I know it. Uh <laughs> Thanks but for tuning in, th everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you guys out there on the battlefield.